Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today, we're discussing leaning out for summer. This is sort of part two. We did something similar way back, but there are a lot of things that we kind of needed to, uh, to brush up on, uh, things we missed the last time. So we're going to talk about seasonal training and nutrition. So lots of us kind of fluctuate in our eating and training throughout the year, depending on the season and what our goals might be. Um, <clears throat> so let's kind of go over that and talk about the most effective strategies uh, we can use and, and best benefit from when doing so. So uh, Jim, let me ask you a simple scenario. A guy comes to you, goes, you know what, I'm 230 pounds in right. eight weeks, you know, maybe he's about 18% uh, body fat. And he's and, five, and he's five, nine. And he's five, nine you know, not, not too bad a shape Been working out for a little bit, nothing serious. Um, he's got something, some event or something coming up in, in eight weeks, wants to lose a few pounds. How, how do you get him started? What do you how, take, so, take us through the scenario? All right. So he'd give me that background there. And then I want to find out, I'll just say, Hey, give me the last three days of everything you've eaten and, and drunk in the last three days, you know, tell me everything. Don't, you know, if you had four shots of whiskey, it's okay. Write it down. And we're going to, figure some stuff out. And then if the guy's got a decent amount of muscle, it may be as simple as, okay, I'm just going to cut out some things. Let's say he's still, he's taking in, you know, the protein that he's supposed to, and maybe he's just has a few things here or there that for the first week, especially would make a big difference. Um, If his, if his diet is, is pretty good already, no, no, Jimmy, it's not going to be good or he wouldn't be five, nine. Okay. If his diet is, is, uh, not crazy, but a regular quote unquote American diet, yeah. um, not including the Cheetos and Doritos and things no, like that. No, it includes the Cheetos and Doritos. That's, I think that's the point. That's All right, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get him to count his protein grams, and I want him to get a little over 230. So if he could get around 250, let's yeah. do that for the first week. We're going to do that. I'm going to add it. Add car- I'm going to add 30 minutes of cardio first thing in the morning. It could be brisk walking. It could be, you know, just getting moving on the exercise bike. And the thing is, if he hasn't done any of that stuff, it'll make a bit. He doesn't have to do high-intensity interval training right away. Just the fact that he's going to do that on an empty stomach in the morning will start that process, that, that metabolism will get kick-started kick a little bit. Yeah, and so, we refer to that as fasted cardio. Fasted cardio. So, you, yeah. so number one thing would be the protein. Make sure, 250, right? And it can be, you know, we don't want soy and things like that. We want to have, you know, animal sources, whey protein, things like that. Cottage cheese, yogurt. Uh, I'm not going to mess with his fat a whole bunch. Just going to get that protein way up. And the good thing about the fat and the protein is, is it satisfies him. So if you're, it's, it's Hoffmeckler turned me on to this years ago. If you're going to have that protein, you know, big piece of protein, you're going to have the, the fat with it. Yes. you're not going to want to eat all that other crap. That's satiating. It's satiating, right. And so you sort of give them an order on how they're supposed to do it also. Plus After it's pretty the, anabolic, isn't it? Protein is, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, and thermogenic, too. So then, then we see how he do, he's doing that week. And then the second, you know, the second week, then we can start to do some carb cutoffs. So, you know, no carbs after seven. You know, if he's a late night eater, no carbs after seven, just protein after seven. Um, you know, if, if he's not, you know, a late night eater, 
then we can actually just reduce his carbs. So then I would start worrying about how much carbs he's taken in and the quality of carbs that he's taken in. To go even further, then you would say, okay, we're going to use a, a version of like the zigzag diet that Hatfield talked about years ago, sort of the precursor to the zone diet, where you're going to eat for the day that you're going to have. So if your day is legs, you got 30 minutes of cardio, you got, you know, your squats and your, your Romanian deadlifts or your regular deadlifts, all that stuff, and you have a busy day at work, obviously that's going to be a higher carb day for him. Quality carbs um, before and after the workout, you can have some quick moving stuff. Um, you know, I prefer, you know, me and I like the sweet potatoes. Stuff uh, Jimmy, a lot of fiber. <clears throat> Jimmy uh, uh, yeah. when I wrote the Strong Medicine book with Dr. Chris Hardy, uh, he, he had a great phrase for it. He, he said, uh, eat to your activity level. Exactly. And that's a zigzag thing. Push it up when, you when you're super busy and doing stuff that really uh, requires a lot of energy. And if you know the next day you're just uh, sitting in meetings and it's an off day and all you got is that 30 minutes of cardio, yeah, then you're going to reduce the carbs. Yeah. And as you go on, you want to just see how the person reacts. And it's usually the case where you can just make fluctuations in the carbohydrate amount in order to keep making gains. So you could do, you know, the carb cycling, but this is what I usually do is, you know, we'll do maybe two high days during your real, real heavy activity days, which may be, you know, up to your body weight in carbs. And then, man, as low as 50 to 100 on those other days when you're not that active. And you just keep That's fluctuating them. Yeah. Now you ramp them up a little bit. So you kind of ease them in. When do you want them to peak? In two or three weeks? No, as I would say, you know, we're, we're going to, if you only have eight weeks, he's going to be a little miserable for the last three weeks. So uh, he, he's going to, he, we want to peak him exactly at that eight what, week mark. What would be a reasonable for a 230 pound ex athlete, uh, business executive, 35 years old? What would be a reasonable weight loss if he's in eight weeks? Super dedicated, 200 yeah. to 210. Okay. So uh, 20 to 20 to 30, 20 to 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Don't you think, Marty, if, if somebody's super dedicated. Oh, yeah. And doesn't, yeah. you know, go off on a cheap, cheap thing for two days and eat jars of peanut butter, then, you know, they could make those gains. Well, I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead. Now, uh, how, about, know, how, how about the lifting? How would you, how would you weave that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the big, a big mistake people make is they go, oh, I, I'm dieting, I have to lift lighter. Oh, I'm dieting, I have to do machines. Man, I would encourage everybody to stay on the squat, stay on the deadlift, stay on the overhead press, you know, uh, stay on the, the heavy compound lift bench, incline. Keep those weights up as high as you can when you're doing it. Except for like those last few weeks, you shouldn't be getting weaker, especially if your protein was low. What I find is yeah. when guys really start to pay attention to that protein and they get it over their body weight, even when they're dieting, they gain strength. Well, that's because, Jim, if it's handled right and you, you, you incredibly increase your protein and all of a sudden start weight training correctly, in eight weeks, you're probably going to pick up three to five pounds of muscle. You're going to look like a totally different person. But you see what I'm saying? So yeah. if, if you lose 20, according to the scale, you've actually lost 25 pounds of fat with a five-pound muscle add back. Yeah. Right. So, Jim, you're not, you're not uh, approaching weightlifting as 
another weight loss opportunity, like increasing no, I, I think the, the you know, I and think, things like that. No, I That's, think the cardio and the diet are the key with exactly. that. Exactly. You yeah. know, keep that muscle on. Uh, we know that the more muscle you have, your body's working like heck to keep it on. It's burning calories just by being more muscular, but right. it's not the most effective way to burn, to burn fat. Right. Yeah. Marty, is that the same approach you would have as somebody uh, approached you with that, that question? No way. <laughs> you have the total opposite, I bet, right? What's your approach? Well, yeah, no, no, I love Jimmy. I'm just I mean, it should be I'm very just, similar, right? I'm I mean, just pulling these, like in the big check squares. It is. I, the first thing, now, again, if, we got, if I got a super dedicated, like a European person, <laughs> you know, somebody who really does, you know, they, they have the situation and they're able to really do as you suggest, the first thing I would do is, and apparently if they've been out of bounds, if they're 230 with packing an 18% body fat, they're, they're eating pizza, drinking beer, eating chips, eating pie, you know what I mean? They're just being regular people, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's not 280, right? He's not terrible. He's 5'9", he's 230. Yeah, he's, he's overweight, but he's not, he's not desperate. So, great. So I think the first thing I want to do is put him back in touch with hunger and detoxify him. So what we do is we say, hey, look, um, once you weigh in Friday morning, every Friday morning will be your official weekly weigh-in. That's going to be your body weight. That will be logged and that will be periodized. And each week we'll have a, we'll have a body weight loss um, goal, right? And that is going to be registered every Friday. If it's, let's say it's uh, two, 2.5 pounds a week or two pounds a week, just to make it simple. Okay. So we're going to lose 16 pounds over the life of the eight weeks, but there's probably going to be a, let's say a four pound muscle add back. Right. So this is going to be a, a significant change. So two pounds a week over eight, eight weeks, what's that? 16. So if he weighs in at 230. In week one, I'm expecting 228 Friday, week two. Right. Let me ask you something real quick. Sure. Who's got the radio on? I don't know. I hear that too. <laughs> like Marty? <laughs> you better you know, shut that you know, off, dude. Come yeah, on. You know what I think that, it was? Was that Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah, it was. I, I had yeah. A, you know what it was? I was, I was listening to Funk. Yeah, that's what I on thought my, it was. On my headphones. And I thought it was uh, Trouble Funk out of DC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't sue us. Remember that, Marty? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, you can only use like 18 seconds of the uh, oh, thing, otherwise, yeah. you got to pay a royalty. Uh, go scene. Thank, you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for catching that because that, yeah. it's below, you know, I've got hearing aids. It's below my hearing. My <clears> level <throat> of hearing. So I didn't even, I'm like, wow, everything's wonderful. Man. Uh, so, so get him in touch with hunger. So let's, let's do this. Can, uh, get him, I get him like a good quality. I like the Perillo protein powder and also his 50, 50 powder, which is half protein, half carb. So it's like, all right, so here we go. So see how long you can go. See if you can go the weekend without eating any food. Okay. Three days. Well, I mean, they can have protein powder. They can have shakes. Okay. 
you know, so, so you know, and it, or you can have, all right, all right, here, do this. Let's give them, let's do this. We'll give them a protein shake and a Perillo bar three times a day. Good. Okay. And everything else is gone. Well, what's that going to do? We're going to get rid of all those refined carbs, all those chemicals, right? All that, you know, nasty, your taste buds are so overwhelmed and polluted that periodically, if you just stop eating and just then it, the taste buds have an opportunity to detoxify. Jim, this is when you get into that Tim Belknap state of mind. Where an apple is. Yes. He said, once he said, listen, he said, if you're in hard dieting, serious dieting, and you're allowed to take a bite of an apple or an orange. If that orange doesn't taste like the most delicious bite of food you've ever had in your life, yeah. you're, not, you're not doing it. You're not dieting hard enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not, this is not a concentration camp thing. When they can't take it, let's say they make it to Monday and they go, man, I got to eat. Great. Well, let's eat. But you know what? Let's start in with some light proteins. Let's start in with some eggs, right? Or... Uh, fish, you know, I like, you know, light stuff or some shrimp, or, you know, I like seafood, I like eggs. We don't necessarily have to get into the prime rib right away, you know what I mean? Yeah. And ease back into that. And let's get in some, some fiber, right? Because fiber and protein go together like well, ham and eggs, you know, I mean, that's a perfect complement, right? Mm -hmm. The, the fiber actually scrapes out. If you just eat protein alone, you can get bile buildup. And that was a big problem for IFBB professional bodybuilders back in the day who would eat nothing but protein and they, they would uh, burn holes in their stomach because it was all bile buildup, right? And you gotta have the fat some, in there too. Some very famous guys had their careers ended prematurely because of that. Yeah. So, yes, we, and again, why not? Why not uh, salads and green beans and spinach and onions? You, you know what I mean? And as and, many, and many vegetables as you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and we, let's saute the things, too. You know, my wife uses an MCT coconut oil as her lipid, and we use that like I use my olive oil. I use olive oil, and we saute the hell out of everything, right? <clears throat> and so... That's what you do, and you just ease back into it. Now you have your taste buds are cleared up. Also, your insulin receptor sites are cleaned out. Even if you could make it like four to five days, right? You're not going back on the potato chips and the beer, you know what I mean? Because you're serious, and it's the only way you're going to hit these gains. We've got no room for error with only eight weeks. Right. If we're going to hit these mark every week we're going to have to lose two to two and a half pounds come hell or high water you've got to make that happen no excuses Mar and marty as you pointed out jim for the first four to five weeks it's relatively easy yeah right Jim. it's the last you're, three you, to four weeks your approach is pretty tough though i mean would you say that was more for like maybe a seasoned guy well, they're coming it's, to uh, me, and, they, and they've got, they're telling me that they want to have sensational right. ga gains in eight yeah. weeks I hear you. And I'm telling you, I can make it happen if you have the situation, if you have the burning desire, if you want to blow some minds. A lot of people go, you know what, I got my 20th class reunion coming up, and I want to go in there, and I just want to look like, you know. Yeah. 
Baby and, and Jesus. Don't you think, <laughs> don't you, think you, can t- you can tell about her personality? I mean, yes. of, course, of course they're experienced. Yes. If you start talking to them about that and they go, well, okay, maybe we should switch gears here a little bit. Well, maybe let's try also, Jim's approach. Also, yeah. if they also if they have that athletic gene, if they've right. got mu- muscle memory, like if, and if they've of, suffered before, yes, 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 they used to be an athlete, and uh, you know, whatever family, whatever life, marriage, kids, whatever they do, not an athlete. That's easier to resurrect than someone who's never who's feeble and has never been athletic. That's a completely different case. I'm talking about a reasonably, you know, fit guy. So anyway, we whittle him down. We whittle him down. But yes, he has to be perfect. And there's no cheat days. And there's no missed anything. And if he's scheduled... Now, I don't know. You could either go... There's several ways you could go, depending on his personality. You could do the intermittent fasting approach where you're eating, you know, less later in the day, very clean food. Some personalities like myself, that works. You could do the classical bodybuilder approach where you eat clean mini meals at equidistant intervals throughout the day. Yeah. Right. JP, you know that approach, right? Yeah. 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 That's the rice, the the classic what uh, rice, uh, broccoli and chicken breast. Right. Right. And that's what yeah, all I love guys all that. around it with Lou's Wick. That's what they were doing, weren't they? That, that rice and chicken, rice and chicken. Yeah. I had many a Tupperware filled with just that yes. for years and years and years. Wouldn't you have like your stack of little mini meals? Oh, yeah. Because I used to drive a truck, so I would take that stuff with me all day. And by the end of the day, it was like half-growing mold on it and everything. <laughs> Not that fast, but I mean, yeah, but, because... But, but it, it, it can't, that approach can't and will work. Yeah. It just right. makes, man, it just made me so hungry when it, you know, my, with the rice and not without the fat to slow down the absorption. Oh, God, I know. Man, I'd be hungry. And then when I started doing the anabolic, I was like, Eureka, man. Just yeah, made, yeah. What, what about, what, what about the... Now, you know, we work with a lot of uh, athletes and you guys are working with pro athletes and very, um, you know, tier one guys and elite you know, people. Yes, yes. Elite, elite people, thoroughbreds, a lot yeah. of them. So yeah. for the majority of the population, um, what would you, somebody that's very obese and they want to, they, they can't just dive off the cliff and start, you know, fasting and all that. They're not going to maintain that. They're not, that's going to last about five minutes. So what can you guys suggest to mainstream America that's overweight, which a lot of them are nowadays, but yeah. suggest something, an easy way for them to go ahead and ease into it and be consistent and, and eventually get more and more consistent and better and better and stricter and stricter. What's a good program for average America so that they can, you know, trim down and just be healthy and feel better and lose, right. lose that weight. Well, I, I think the, the main thing you got to do is get them lifting mm-hmm. weights. I mean, you know, that's the habit that you have sure. to put in their life that they obviously don't have, or they'd have more muscle and they'd, they'd probably be more like very few people that I know who are consistent with their weight training aren't at least somewhat aware of their diet. Right. Right. Um, and so it's sort of a, uh, just with the weight training, it becomes sort of a lifestyle change. And it's, it depends on what you're talking about, how obese. Now I had a guy who was 450 one time and, uh, he, I started him lifting and he marched in place for like 10 minutes. That was his first day. And Marty, we've both had experience with that. I mean, you have to start them slow and then 
then you then you speed up everything. But the key to me right. is let's get them into the lifestyle of lifting weights. Right. Just just uh, ease them into it because I think they're afraid that day one you got to do something like Marty is suggesting. No, that's not for no, them. no, no, no. But that, that's no, not no. for them. That's not for I, them. I, but so the bulk of the people that I work with are clinically out of shape people. In fact, I've got a fellow right now that I'm working with up in Rhode Island and uh, he's, I think we started, he was two, 285 and uh, very depressed. So we started him with walking and he lived in a nice neighborhood and he was able to walk. And the, 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 the act of walking, when you are overweight, it yeah. is so easy to generate an 80 to 90% of age-related heart rate max just with accelerated walking. Yeah. Right. There's no need to jog. Please don't jog. That's, that's, that's a fitness malpractice. If somebody we makes an overweight, out-of-shape person jog, that is fitness malpractice. No. You walk, you generate, and that I encourage heart rate monitor because that's your that's your in-flight report card that keeps you from getting too excited. You see that you're up at ninety percent of your age. You know you're up at one hundred and fifty-two beats. Well, you slow, calm down, just stop. Even when you're dead stopped, as you're coming back down to the hundred and ten range, you're getting a cardio workout just by standing there. That's what people don't understand. You only get that if you have a heart rate monitor. So I strapped this fellow up. As Jim suggested, we did weight training, strength training. Strength training is wonderful for overweight people because it's easy for them to get gains, right, Jim? Yes, and get stronger right away, yes. Stronger right away. And once they're stronger, they're able to power their bulk around with greater ease. Yeah. Right. So they're able to get up and down. They're able to climb stairs. They're like, oh, I can bring groceries in from the car again, you know, stuff like that. And they get gains very quickly. The more out of shape they are, the quicker the gains come. Yeah, and, and to go along with that, people think it takes a long time in the gym. And of course, we always talk about it. Seriously, you got 15 minutes and you're, you haven't done this before, it's gonna oh. be enough. You're going to be amazed at the results that you get in that 15 minutes. And then, yeah, it may go up to a half hour, or, you know, 45 minutes at the longest. But after that, you're just fooling around. So if, if you, you know, you can always carve out that time in your day. Everybody thinks, oh, I got to, you know, it's got to be a two hour thing. No, those people are uh, looking at their phones. And you, you know? and, you, and you can get cardio standing in place. Yeah. If you're so, clever so, enough and innovative enough. So Jim, somebody somebody comes to you. They're three fifty. They're five nine. They got a seafood diet, right? They everything they see, they eat. Uh, they're doing fast food. They're eating late at night. They're just eating all the wrong foods. They come and say, Jim, I just want to be healthy. I want to shed this weight. I you know I want to I, I want to maintain this this new lifestyle and this new um, this this new uh, body fitness right. state right. that uh, is going to make me healthy and in, improve my uh, well-being and you know my overall uh, longevity in my life so yeah. i mean how what do you basically tell them how, what's a couple of easy things to get started with on the diet just a few simple steps that they can start and won't get intimidated yeah i mean i think if it's if it's like you said and the person's diet is just off the charts bad you just have to cut out a few things you know, like if, if consistently if every day for breakfast, it's three bacon, egg and cheeses with the hash browns, you may just say, okay, you're just going to have two. 
let's skip the hash browns and, and one and one of the sandwiches. You know, that little bit on somebody yeah. that is so sedentary, right? And get them walking that, that now and weight training, that's gonna make a huge difference. Just little changes. If they're like Marty said, a former athlete, now we can do a little more drastic stuff, no question. Just little changes. And you wrote an article about little changes. Yeah, the and, Kaizen method, yeah. Yeah, the Kaizen method. So when you look back months later, all those little baby steps and small steps that you've taken add up to a lot after a given yeah. amount of time. Yeah, and, um, and, yeah, that's right. But I, I think definitely that's the best way to do it is just to ease into it uh, so you don't intimidate them. And they can actually get used to it and really get into it. Because, Marty, we're always talking about – when you start to see results, then you really get fired up. You're no longer intimidated. Now you're getting fired up. Okay, I lost 10 pounds. I can do this. I eased into it. Here we go. Well, I'd like to ease into going back to our five foot nine, 230 pound fellow. I, I, understand, <laughs> I understand your interest in the outliers, but I, we didn't finish the conversation. All we got All right. started talking about was just get somebody back in touch with hunger, detox, clean out taste receptor sites, clean out insulin receptor sites, reintroduce food slowly and sensibly, right? You've only got eight weeks. Each week, you've got a body weight goal. Each week, you're expected to have a strategy for your eating, a strategy for your weight training, a strategy for your cardio. In your cardio, in your weight training, you will have numerically specific goals each week. Okay? Classically, in progressive resistance, we do some variation of squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. Right? Cardio, you pick the mode because everybody's different depending upon their circumstance and what they have available or don't have available, right? Mm -hmm. So you pick the mode, uh, you know, with a guy who's out of shape, I prefer 10 minutes initially in cardio and each day we add one minute. Well, guess what? Within a couple of weeks, we're up to where we want to be, right? One yep. minute a session, starting with nothing. 10 minutes, but, but we keep the intensity that we established to 10 minutes. Now, over time, you know, we're going to extend the duration. We're going to increase the frequency, right? As they get fitter. Now the cardio opens up them internally, the heart, their lungs, they aren't used to that, right? Their cardiovascular system hasn't been awakened. Now it's awakened right now. They're, they're better at processing their nutrients. They're better at processing their oxygen. They're thinking clearer. Oh, the detoxing effect is cutting in. The chemicals are no longer clouding their, you know, their being, right? So they're feeling better. Now, these are the short-term results that you were referring to, JP. It's my contention that if, if people get on board with this, you start feeling this stuff within the first seven to 10 days. I don't know how much quicker you can get results than that. Yeah. But you got to do the cardio, you got to do the lifting, you got to clean up the eating because you only got eight weeks and you're serious and you got the situation. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And I think, you know, just as we talk about how you feel in the bottom of a squat or at the start of a deadlift, feels like your head's going to explode and, and all that. That's embracing the uncomfortableness. And, yes. and I, we got to get these people to understand that you're gonna, there are gonna be some uncomfortable moments, but that everybody, there's millions of people that have done it. You know, they're no better than you. 
and, and you can do it too, but you're gonna have to be a little uncomfortable, especially those yeah. you know, last three weeks when we're trying. And to how do. serious are you? I mean, if you really want it, you've got to do it. We're always assaulting the barricades of our limits. That's the whole game. And you can have really low limits. I mean, you could if you're just starting. I don't care if you can do, if you can if you can't do a single correct uh, squat when you just need some help. So you you know. You, pull yourself up with straps right. or pull yourself right. up in the door frame. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. But what, whatever your, your jump in strength level is and whatever the, the benchmark exercise is, you just inch that up each session. Right. That's all. A little at a time. But you do that in cardio, you do that in lifting and you do it in, in eating. Right. Because you only got eight weeks, which I keep reminding them. You only got seven weeks. Oh, keep reminding You only got six weeks. You know, but they develop a momentum because if they do the eating, if they do the cardio, if they do the lifting, and they're improving each week, each week, each week, by the fourth week, by the fifth week, they are into it. Yeah. It's like, it's magic. It's magic when it happens. And it's just every day you look in the mirror, you look different. You're better. No, you are better. You are better. That's the thing. You are actually physiologically better. You're leaner. You're stronger. You're more muscular. You're fitter. You got to stay in the pocket. If you one bobble and it throws you out and no, you don't get to go back to where you were. You got to go back to zero. One bad meal, one bad meal, one bad meal. When you're really in the pocket, when you're six weeks in, you have one binge afternoon and oh my God, you gain 11 pounds. Boom. Mentally, it's, it's crushing. It's it's crushing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? How about the, go ahead, Jacob. Jacob. How about the maintenance though? After that eight week cycle, you know, you've lost the, you've hit your target, you've lost okay. 15 pounds or whatever, and then the maintenance. So what do you suggest there? Well, then everybody, that's when the bodybuilders, they loosen up and all of a sudden they get more thicker and full, well, you know, the, the, uh, the anabolic burst till the spillover, right, Jim? Like the rebound, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and then that's where our expertise would come in because what do you want to do after you lean out like that? You want to eat a bunch of junk. You know, you, you have this feeling of freedom. Right. So you have to be smart with the person. You have to say, okay, you have two days. You know, I want you to eat what you want. And then we're going to go back on a diet, not as strict as before, but one that you can keep building muscle, stay at this body fat and, and lose it a little more slowly. And, and you'll loosen it up. You'll, you'll put, let them, yeah. if they want a little bread back in it or whatever, the, you know, whatever, a little bit of something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one, you know, day, after, maybe one day a week you want to drink beer all day. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Jim, after uh, now you're a competitive bodybuilder. So, I mean, you diet for what, 12 weeks? The longest, I think the longest is 13. The shortest was seven and a half. Yeah. So after. Seven and a half. I bet that was rough. Tuna and water. <laughs> how, how much weight, after a competition, how much weight will you generally gain back? Uh, let's see. So I'm usually about 198. So I'll be. 215 in two days, probably. And then two days, uh, man. 225 to yeah. 230 in probably six, eight weeks. What if you, let me ask you a question that's a little bit of a sidebar. What if you were to get to the 198 and then do what you do to get to the 215 and then enter the contest? 
you mean at two? I, I would spill over. So around. Two, okay, well, where, where does the spillover happen? Yeah, when you're at 198. 204 to 206. Okay, well, at 206, yeah. well, let's do that. Yeah, no, well, no question. In fact, every time I've undercarved because you get so paranoid. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what Rich told me, Rich Sulky told me last time, who helps me, he's like, Jimmy, next time we're just going to crush you with no carbs for like seven <laughs> weeks, and we're going to beat like hell for three weeks. You know, oh, my God. You'll explode. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get him on. I know. we got to get him on. Yeah, him on. All right. He's a, so he's a bodybuilding nutritional expert who's yeah. been prepping and, and advising bodybuilders for, what, 40 years? He's been advising me since '85. <laughs> so yeah, long time. He, he got so lean one time. He told me he said, "Marty, he said when I walk around, the bottoms of my feet hurt." Yeah, because he had no fat on the pad of his wow. feet, so his bones were just crunching. Ripped, he and he was anything to be ripped, man. They they he carried him on stage. Carried him off the stage with his whole body was cramping right into. It was in Lisner Auditorium at GW's campus, yeah. right at the GW Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah, I saw Paul Dillette do that at the night yeah, of that's, right. that's right. You know, I think one thing uh, that maybe we should talk about is the fact that, and, and I had a kid say this today. We were talking how other people, when when you're doing great and when you're dieting really hard and you're making gains it sort of irks some people a little bit. Maybe they think you think they're your friends and all that. I call them like psychic vampires. They try to suck the, they'll say to you, oh man, you can have just one beer. Man, don't worry about it. Come on, dude, you've been dieting hard. Or come on, let's just go out. Let's do that. Oh, that's stuff. me. I'm that guy. You're that guy? <laughs> your, your family will do that too, your own family. Well, yeah, the mom says, oh, you're just looking too thin, honey. Come on, let's have our spaghetti and There's some donuts. Well, when you're sitting there with sunken cheeks and you're shaking, yeah, and you're and you're pale as a ghost, people just want to help. Yeah, but even in a case where somebody is is finally losing some weight when they've been super heavy, you know, you, you still hear that. Oh man, you just look different. Oh man, you you know. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you have see some weakness. Have some pie. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, that's one of the things too. So, how is it at your house, Jim? When you're dieting for a show and you're just strict as hell, and you you know yeah. you're. And do you get any support from your family? Or are they just oh, yeah. eating whatever the no, heck they no, want no. and it's all over the house? He yeah, beats, we don't, he, he beats everyone. We don't have, uh, <laughs> we don't have uh, anything like Doritos or, or Fritos or freaking, uh, you know, Oreos or anything like that. Um, just, just, as normal, just as normal course, you're right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I swear to God, you know. Sodas, I, do you I, guys have any sodas? Uh, diet soda, but just for the so my wife and I, the kids aren't. Okay. Yeah, they drink water and milk. Um, and you know, I mean, then we'll go out for ice cream and things like that. But I find if you don't have it in the house, it's not as tempting, of course. Um, That's right. So they're kind of dieting along with you almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But so here's the deal, man. I call it the switch. And I, I've actually talked to Ken O'Neill about this switch. on many occasions, Marty. The, yeah, and Zen Ken. Zen Ken. And it's where you can, you can have a freaking birthday cake, which is my favorite thing, uh, right in front of me, and I could care less besides thinking, wow, are you weak? I don't want to eat it. I've had cases of beer in my fridge for 12 weeks, haven't touched them, and I yeah, love beer. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I just, it's not worth it to me mentally to, to go off the, the wagon, and, and I just don't even have the craving. Once, once you hit that, now the first week, 
yeah, you have those cravings. But if you've done it before, then you sort of know, man, when I hit that eighth or ninth day, I won't care at all. And you don't. I, I, I don't know if it's a mental thing with me or, or not, but I, I just don't care. It is, and that's a good description for it, the switch. Because, yeah. you know, I, I've never actually done a bodybuilding chill. I, I wanted to years and years ago, but I never did. But um, so, you know, I still – I lift and I try to eat well and all that. And, uh, you know, my wife will bring home, you know, stuff for the girls once in a while. And I'm like, oh, my God, why would you bring that home? But true, if you flip that switch and you're yeah. serious mentally and you have your set goals and all that, you're not going to touch it. Right. You know, and it's just like, oh, whatever. That looks good, but, you know, I don't care. Yeah, and I can have it, you know, in eight weeks I can have it if I want it. I don't want it right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the um, so we talked a little bit about the lifting too um, yeah. and we talked about so the intensity the volume uh, all that you want to get into a little bit more about that Marty well I like uh, I don't know I have a variation of what Jim does I think that if you're attempting to lean out, one good strategy to have is let's try to assault some of your rep records with mm. higher reps. Mm. <clears throat> like you should have, <clears throat> all right, like the 230 pound guy, <clears throat> let's assume he has a rep record of, at 12 reps and whatever the bench press it, whatever, one, 125. You know what I'm saying? I, I would prefer that they, I'm not saying 12s, but Tens and eights, maybe. I don't like to see guys leaning out like doing fives and threes and, you know, doubles and singles. Because, I don't know, it just, to me, it's more like a, uh, this is the time to do the seven to ten stuff. And also you can do stuff like pull downs or pull ups and, you know, open uh, open up the menu a little bit. Right get in the power cleans or the snap cleans or the rows, Jim, you love the rows, you know, yep. Yep. open, open things up a bit, maybe move a little quicker, you know, superset everything, right, Jim, just forced, maximize your time, right? Forced mm-hmm. reps. How about like Yates style? Well, if, it, well, if you've had a training partner, I guess you, now I don't think that I, I, I'm not, if you would do anything when you're, because you're lighter and you're using lighter weights, higher reps, I think I would prefer drop sets to force reps. Mm-hmm. And force reps require a training partner, which, and they really have to have a really adept hand. I think a better strategy is like, okay, if I want to do something like that, what, do down the rack dumbbell presses, Jim? Yeah, or you can just, this, this time I'm going to, you know, once I finish my set, I'm going to do three negatives. You know, there's those intensifiers that we talk about. Right. And I just think you got to be careful. And, and Yates is a perfect example of this. Those last few weeks when your calories and carbs are super low, you're probably going to be a little dehydrated too. You got to be careful with the advanced techniques. And you're probably going to, you're not put, probably not putting on any muscle at that point. You're going to still try to. But I think you can get away with a lot of supersets those last few weeks and just pumping a lot of blood in there. I've, uh, other than having somebody help me with a missed rep, I haven't had anybody purposely give me a forced rep in my adult yeah, because life. You know why? People suck, man. They can't spot. They help too no, much. Uh-uh. They're not no. paying attention. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marty, you're working out by yourself, right? Just like me? Well, I could, yeah, but I don't I can work out with 15 guys on Sunday. So that's what I'm having to do. You know, and I'm doing a lot of suspension training right now. And the good yeah. thing about that is you just move your – 
you move your feet around. I was doing that today. I was doing some uh, rear delts. I, you know, the thing, the thing is, though, that it's like it's tough to establish those benchmarks in suspension training. Like in, in lifting, yes. you go, you go, oh, I hit uh, 225 for nine in the paused bench press. It's yeah, not it's the, yeah, it's not the same. You gotta thing know where the, your toes were the last time. Yes, and how many reps, yes, you, yes, how many yes, yes, you did reps and yes, all that stuff. Yes, 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 yes. I always wanted yeah. to make a mat, and maybe maybe they have them, but I wanted to make like a, a mat that had like little hash marks on it, and maybe you know numbers and things like that. I think they have something like that. But you, if you're outside, like I was thinking about getting a, a piece of chalk. And just putting a chalk mark where I was, you know, here's where I was on, on my lat would, rows or my. It would my only. It would only. It would only work for you. Yeah, until because it rained, and then I guess I'd have to start from scratch. Every time you say the suspension training, I picture you like in Circus de, uh, Soleil. Is that, that is? Not that far off. Like in the like doing the splits above the. Above yeah. The no. Playing two ninety. Yeah. Tell you what, man, you, use, you do that the right way. So I'm 280, so I get on that suspension trainer. And, and, like, and this is what Marty taught me because he's, he's uh, coached a lot of guys on this. I mean, you, you use the intensity amplifiers. You take the explosion out. You do full range of motion. You know, you slow down the rep speed. You turn it into a grind speed. Oh, God. And I'll tell you what, and Marty's got video of a guy of a 600-pound bencher uh, burning himself down inside of like 12 reps with his own oh, body. Man, he got eight. Oh, you got eight. <laughs> a 600 pound bencher. Now I did, I did, I put a little, I put, I gave him a little, you know how I walk up and put one hand in the middle of their back, Jim. Yeah. And it doesn't look like much from the audience, but man, I tell you, when somebody puts a hand in the middle of your back and you're doing that, it feels like somebody just put a hundred on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But again, what the thing is, is that he had, um, what, uh, 300 pounds of upper body torso weight to move. Right. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. He had a mat. Now, a little light guy, that's, they're the hardest to get results out of a suspension trainer because they literally don't weigh enough. They have to almost like wear weighted vests and things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have that 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 body weight, that upper body torso mass, adding to the payload. So, right. and that's where you just put on a weighted vest or have somebody oh, pushing, no, like yeah. like uh, like you're talking about. So let me ask you this: nothing Mary. better to do. <laughs> those those last three weeks, or last two weeks, or last mm -hmm. week, yep. when you're trying to peak them. Yep. Uh, what would your strategy be? Well, again, uh, again, they're on fire. Right, because they haven't bobbled, and I am I am talking to them like Newt Rockney at halftime, you know, every week. And we talk every week, every week, every week we talk. Right. And I, and I keep them pumped up, and they are pumped up, because right. th now they're six weeks in. You talk about detoxified. Now they're like, no, <laughs> if that, no, I'm, get that pecan pie away from me. You, you know what I mean? Now they're in the pocket. And, and, and that's, that's at the I, point. Don't they say to you, Marty? They say, uh, I, I, why didn't I do this my whole, the whole time? Why, oh, I, yeah. why haven't I been always doing this? Well, what I tell them is, let's make sure you do some version of this after this is over. Right, right. Because you can throw it all in the toilet with uh, two weeks. In, in two weeks, you can throw it all away. I've seen it happen many a time. 
Yeah, and then you get the feeling like, oh, man, now I'm back to where I started. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, because they gain back to, you know, the guy who started at 230 at the end of the two weeks, he gets down to the 199. Right. And then two weeks later, he's 218. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? And, you know, and then then he's, you know, back eating uh, pizza and drinking beer. And it's just like, okay, now we're, we're going to, you know, Sisyphus, right? Yeah. We roll the boulder up the hill, it falls back down to the bottom, and then we roll it up again. It's like, no. What we tell them is that once you make those gains, JP, you know, once you get to that point, like you're eight weeks and you make your gains, you loosen it up a bit, you make it humane, you know, and but you got to lock it in for four weeks. Yeah. If you, I, I think it, it's if so you lock it in for four weeks, then those gains become permanent. I think it's so important it's what you said games. about keeping them fired up. You know, that's that's a job of a coach, man. Yes. You know, that when a, when a person's dieting, you know, and you have a tendency to never think you look better when you've been dieting for a while. Like, oh, man, you know, I'm just not making any – it's your job to see that they're making – you know, if, of course, if they are, but also to keep them – on that path, man, and say, look, here's how long you have. Here's, I want you to focus just on each meal. You know, when you're feeling like you're gonna cheat or whatever, here's what you can eat. Let's increase the volume. Let's have a huge bowl of green beans, you know. Oh, yeah. um, you know, give them the options to stay on the path. Everybody, but be able to everybody has some food that they love that is legal. Exactly. Right? So yeah. it's like, find that thing that you love Maybe it's standing prime rib roast. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me right now. Yeah. And just uh, load up on that, you know, and make that your go-to default place anytime you crave pecan pie or ice cream or daiquiris. Yeah, you know, you have another piece of that or fish or whatever the hell it is, as long as it's, uh, you, you, you need a, a, something that doesn't spike insulin. That's the whole yeah. game. And eat as right? much of it as you want. Eat as yes. much fish as you want. Yes, you know, as much fish as you want. Yeah. You know, another thing is, I think you have to understand the mindset, especially of an experienced athlete, when they get towards the end, they're so paranoid about everything when they're trying to hit a peak. I'll just use myself as an example. So Rich was always saying to me, you know, have as many vegetables as you want, Jimmy. So I chose raw cabbage. And the reason why, and, and Rich pointed out to me, is the crunch. I like the crunch, right? I mm -hmm. put a little Splenda on it or NutraSweet or whatever, sometimes some cinnamon. I know it still sounds gross to people, but when you're hungry, it's like a treat, right? So I would probably have a head of that a day. Uh -huh. So one night I ate two or three heads of cabbage. I got so depressed. I called Rich. I said, Rich, I screwed up, man. I, I screwed up, Rich. I blew the whole thing. And he goes, what'd you do, Jimmy? What'd you do, Jimmy? I'm pulling out of the competition, Rich. What'd you do, Jimmy? There's like 20 more calories. <laughs> I had three heads of cabbage. And he said, Jimmy, Jimmy. Put the gun down, Jim. As you want. Put you the have. gun down, Jim. Yeah. He's literally said, you know, like obviously he was talking to his son. You can have as much cabbage as you want. <laughs> but that's, that's where you get, you know, you get so deep into it. You need a coach to say that to you. You need That's a coach to say, okay, it's all right. And even if, let's give a worst case scenario where they break their diet. I've had this happen to a bunch of people I've trained. And then you just say, let's break it down. What'd you eat? You know, hopefully it's not going to be too bad. You give them the strategies. Okay, we still got four weeks. 
here's what we're going to do tomorrow. We're going to go low carbs for two days. We're just going to bump your cardio up a half hour. Most of that's going to be water that you gain. Don't worry, you know, that kind of thing. That's all we're Yeah, I think it'd be like, yeah, I think we're going to go no carb for the next week. Right. But, you know, that's to, where you're- To make up, to make up for your sin. Yeah. But in a uh, scenario like that, Jim, they've got to be open and honest with you. They got to be transparent. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, if they're being if they're being measured and benchmarked, it will appear in their results. It'll show in the numbers. Yeah. When I first yeah. ask them about their diet, they're always so hesitant to tell me about the alcohol they drink. I'm like, dude, I just <laughs> have five beers. Don't worry about yeah. it. What? What? <laughs> you know? God, stop! You're making me thirsty. You know what I'm saying? It's it's. I'm not judging you. Whatever you do. So okay. So we're gonna cut the whiskeys down and have this, you know, from four to two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've actually, with a, with a certain segment of the population, male popu alpha male population that works with me, we have it worked out that the very last carb to go is alcohol. Right. And that's where you come in. That's where you go, okay, well, this is something important to them, right? And you can still make gains right now. Oh, yeah. Dude, know. I lost like 30 pounds one time. I wasn't training for a show, but I was really heavy eating. I didn't eat all day. Mm -hmm. And then I would have like five, five Budweiser's and 12 yeah. wings with blue cheese. And, yeah. and, you know, in like eight weeks, because <laughs> <laughs> my calories were low. Yeah. Well, you I just can't do that five times a day. No. Once a day. No. <laughs> well, you could. No, you know, that's the whole thing. JP, didn't I, didn't I send you a picture of both you guys, a pit, that picture of the, of the beef rib from Cooper's Barbecue? Yes, you did. Yeah. Now that thing, if you saw that thing in person, you buy like one rib, you buy that, right? And I'm thinking it, it's got probably 1,200 calories. If you would eat one of those <clears throat> twice a day, three times a day, you could get ripped, right? That's all you eat, that, right? Yeah. You stuff your face on beef rib two to three times a day and just forget about it. Now. That's like all, you know, Jim, what that is, that's another version of the fish and water diet, except you're allowing the, the fat. Well, you know, Dave Draper came out with the fish and water in his, one of his books and was just like, and it's, it's so similar to what you were talking about, where it's like two or three days of a couple gallons of water and, you know, some tuna fish. And then, you know, you break it slowly with cottage cheese and, and uh, easy to digest uh, protein. But when I did it, what I should have done is done it with beef and water. Yeah. Because then you get some satiation out of it. Yeah. Piety out of it. The fat. Uh, yeah, you gotta have the fat. I'm a firm believer. Firm and believer. As, long, as long as you, it's like you, it, fat and carbs are either or. Right. Right. Yeah. And some guys like, like I mentioned this a couple of times, uh, Dorian Yates, he told me that, that fat makes him ill. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. He's a carb guy. <clears throat> And I'm the exact opposite. I can do without the starch. So I like to starch, but you know, you know what I mean? I give me the fat and fat and protein. The, the saying that, you know, the motto, we should almost make it a bumper sticker is fat, protein and fiber carbs do not spike insulin. Everything else is undigested sugar. Yeah. So, so, Marty, what about, you know, I was telling you guys this before we came on, um, what about sweet potato and beef, which I know Jim's a fan of, but I've been, oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of barbecue around here. I like to pile on the, the uh, 
that know, the different cre- meats and on these uh, sweet potatoes. It's delicious. My, my, my writing partner on Strong Medicine was Dr. Chris Hardy, and Chris was a genius in this stuff. And he, man, the sweet potato was his favorite carb source. Yeah, love it. He gotta loved the, the sweet potato. Got to eat the skin. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. No, now, oh, okay. now, now, but you can't have the butter, right? No, no, no. No, can't. That's, see, that's the tough part. That's tough eating a dry sweet potato, man. You know yeah. what? But if if uh, if you uh, like stack brisket on it or something <laughs> like that, like I've been doing, you don't need the butter. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I like that. Yeah, okay. Yes. Like two burgers and a sweet potato. Mix them all together. Put some uh-huh. Old Bay or seasoned salt on it. Yeah. And man, it tastes good, man. Live, good live, stuff, and, yeah. and and live on that and get ripped, right? Of course, that's great. You know, I mean that. You know, that's like uh, what a surfer would live on in 1950, <laughs> 60, in in uh, the Bonsai Pipeline, living in a shed. Yes, we have uh, we have a chili and a chili con carne made up with all leftovers every day, and this is what we eat. And everybody looks like you know a bronze god. Activity, sun, and you know, you know, you're either carb centric or fat centric. Pick one or the other. Can't do you know, both. When you were talking about getting somebody out for a walk, Marty, and you, you know how important that was. It's actually, and it's also the fact that they're out in nature or uh, just yes. outside. Yes. And they're, yeah, and they're used to sitting on their butt. They're watching all this junk. They're, they're you know doing just to get them outside has some you know mentally has a great effect on people. Ori Hoffmeckler made me aware. He said, you know, he said, Marty, he said, we live our entire lives. We live, we're in a, we're in a, a room, an office, a building. And then most people, when they go outside, their vision is shortened because they are in like some sort of concrete canyon. He said, those who, who go to nature, your sight line opens up. And he said, it, 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 it lightens up a certain segment of your brain. Yeah. And I believe it because yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time inside writing. And when I go out, it's like, boom, you know, it's like technicolor. And if you, if I don't do that, if I stay inside, particularly in the deep winter, when I can't get out to run in the woods. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you're mentally more healthy. Stacy also gets on me because she doesn't think I get enough vitamin D, which is the sunshine vitamin. Yeah. So you got to get out to get it. I think you're right, though, because I spend a lot of time in an office, and and like Ori was talking about. I mean, you you know, you've got your walls that are five feet away. You're surrounded in this little box, and after about five hours of working straight, I'll go outside for a little while, and all the vibrant colors and yes. everything, and the distances you're looking at just yes. flood your brain and hit you. Yes. And yes. It's just yes. so refreshing. So I agree yes. with all Don't that. Don't you? And it like it like um, brightens up a certain segment of your brain. You know, yeah, like, and it just makes you feel better. You can instantly right. just feel better. And people, people who live in cities sometimes never experience that because they, even when they go outside, they're looking at, at their buildings are blocking their, their right. any, anything but short sight. Everything is short sight, short sight, short sight, right? Or really short sight. You're inside, and uh, we're lucky, uh, you know, in that we have areas. I do where I go outside. Man, I can see for twenty miles. Yeah. So I see mountains. I live in mountains, you know, so it's just a different, it's a different, but I just have to get out and appreciate it. But that is another thing. Also walking opens up 
their their capillaries, their lungs, their lungs because they don't do anything because they just sit inside and type. Yeah, they're they're low capacity. They're you know they're they're depressed bags. So if they get out and they start doing, you got to move your arms. You got to put some ass into it. You got to move. I like to tell them, put on some music, man. Right? Put on some music and let's go. Yeah. And, you know, that makes time fly, too. See, if you tell them walk 10 minutes, oh, they come back, I walk 15 minutes. I didn't even realize it because it's only four songs. Seven and a half minutes out, seven and a half minutes back, you're done. 15 minutes now. And they look forward to it because that was great. Yeah. OK, well, do it again tomorrow. But now tomorrow we're going to do 16 minutes. Yeah. Keep up the pace, though. You're killed it. Right. Right. And, what would you tell somebody? I know you guys have both heard this before. Uh, somebody especially overweight or somebody who's very self-conscious. Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to go to the gym, you know. Um, Happens you know, a lot. Yeah. So what, do, what would you guys tell them? What are they willing to do? Are they willing well, to get a cross core? Are they willing, you know what I mean? Are they willing to come and see me? Are they willing to, yeah, there's certain freehand stuff. Well, that's a great question. What are you willing to do then? That's yeah. right. That's, so, and the, the best thing is, is that in, in when, they're on, when they're untrained like that, you can say, who said anything about a, going to a gym? You're yeah. going to do five push-ups and 10 squats today, and you're going to go for a walk. You know, yeah. a lot yeah. of women yeah. have yeah. that yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of women have that same thing, not necessarily because they're overweight. They're just intimidated. You know, there's guys there that might bother them or whatever. So kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then you progress them to a kettlebell and, uh, you know, yeah. explain to them how you don't yeah. even, we're not even there yet, man. Don't yeah. worry. About yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we give them, we give them the <clears throat> mildest variations of the four lifts. We give them, you know, and you, they don't have the mildest variations, don't have any equipment. <laughs> right. right. Well, and I, and I told you what, I told you guys what I'm using. I mean, I've got such a limited, you know, I sell equipment. Everybody thinks I got this million dollar gym at my house. It's all packed full of squat racks and everything. I really don't because I don't have the room. Um, but I've got all these little things in the back, like little um, some kettlebells and a couple of dumbbells and a bar, just a few things. And that, that, uh, that uh, cross core. Don't you, been, love, don't you love lifting outside? This, yes. Yeah. And this, and yes. this, you know what? I, I work out real early, so I see the sunrise when oh, I'm outside. Man, that's I got great. my music playing. That's great. So that's great. That's great. That's great. About it. And, and I'm getting so much done with so little. Yep. I don't have to, and I don't have to deal with the going to the gym and coming back. And the, well, right now you got to wear a mask if no. the gym's even open. You got to do all Only this other stuff. Yeah. Well, not if you have a gym at home. So or you have so, the yeah. ability at home. Right. So those people that are intimidated, don't want to go start at home, get a couple of pieces of, of, of equipment. You don't need a whole gym worth. I mean, well, just I a few know. pieces. I would, again, in the perfect world, I would start with a good collection of dumbbells, right, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. So much with them. Everything is dumbbells. And from there, you get proficient with dumbbells. You're ready for barbell. You're ready for to graduate. But there's so much you can do. So much. The whole body. Yeah, so much. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. The whole body. Absolutely. And I, I have my dumbbell set up on the deck. So anytime I walk by, I'm like, oh, okay, let me see if I can just grab. How many reps can I get if I just grab, <laughs> grab the 50s with no warm-up? Now, how many presses can I, can I get? 12? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and just put them down and move on. And I, and I think of Paul Anderson, supposedly, 
Terry Todd reported that Anderson used to have a uh, used to have two holes set up on his farm. He had a 150-acre farm in Bedelia, Georgia, where he had his Paul Anderson youth home, two uh, putting greens set 400 yards apart, and he would drive, uh, pit, you know, whatever you pitch and putt up the one, and next to one uh, putting green, he had set up a squat rack, which was preset to 800, and there the other uh, putting green, 400 yards away, was set up another squat rack, and that had a, a overhead press, same thing, 400, and he walk back and forth between the two holes, you know, driving and pitching and putting and he'd do like whatever, eight reps in the squat and then walk back over and do whatever, five reps in the press and back and forth. And supposedly he could do that for three or four hours all afternoon. You gave me an article on that. Yeah. Now this is based I, on Terry Todd. I don't know how much of this is mytho yeah. myth mythological. Terry claimed that he was there and he saw it at the time. Later, they had a falling out, I believe. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, but uh, that was one of the, and of course, it's a myth we want to believe. I want to believe it. I've always, you know, I like to do stuff like do yard work and have a bench press set up. And yeah, I do, uh, I'm doing Paul Anderson style <laughs> lifting. And, you know, every 20, 30 minutes, I'd go in and do a yep. set. But, but it would be a weight that would not scare me. I'm not right. doing fives or threes. I'm doing like you know, a weight I can handle for 10. Yeah. That ain't gonna scare me, you know. Well, the volume you're getting during the day, the whole day, man. Yeah, I probably get in ten sets. Yeah. I would imagine over the course of an afternoon, right? Yeah. So, but there's a lot of space between them, and again, it's a weight that's that's easy. But I gotta tell you, I never felt like I got any giant jump in strength or muscle as a result yeah. of it. You wanted more of the concentrated. Here's, I, I don't know what I wanted. I wanted something. I wanted to like have my bench press go up or something, you know, or, or something. Yeah. The first, uh, first time I heard of something like that was from uh, Joe Kenny, who was the first guy to close a number four gripper. And he made himself a squat rack between two trees. He was up in the mountain. <laughs> up in the mountain he was a little skinny guy with a mustache, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 170 pounds. Yeah. And every and he put two flywheels on this. Yeah, I remember the picture. Yep, yep, yep. And he said he had to pay the toll. And anytime he went to his workroom, pay from the house to the workroom, he had to pass by the squat. It's 335. <laughs> he would do a set of five or ten or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Pay the toll. Fascinating. Same thing you were talking about. But did Joe Kenny ever squat 600? No, I don't think so. Well, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was no, like, I I, I just thought, and I just wonder if it's like, it, there doesn't seem to be any transference. Yeah. But he was doing good, 335 cold. Yeah. Roll out of bed straight. Oh, that great, ain't great, bad. Great. And 170? And he probably could do 400, right? I mean, right. for one, right? Right. But but I'm just saying, it's it's a great report card. I just don't know if there's any. No, it's not concentrated enough for some. You know, for strength or for... I don't know. I would wish that, it, that it, I wish that it had been. It's like rack work. We always wanted rack work to work, right? That'd be great. Like, you know, break our lift in half or break our lift into threes and you do... You know what I mean? And But it never transferred. It never carried over. Mm. Never made us stronger. Hey, let me ask you. What about, uh, before we get too far yeah, off no, track, sorry. what, yeah, what yeah. about supplements? So, Jim, you have guys coming to you that say, well, I want to lose weight. I'm going to start doing this fat burner or something yeah. like that. What do you yeah. say to all that? 
it works. Get on it. No, I, I would say let's, <laughs> let's try this other stuff first. Just, you know, let's get the protein in there first. Let's get, if you're 230, that 230 pound guy, let's get to 250 and we're going to have that's you know, a lot. two shakes in there. Yeah, I'm saying with that that 250 grams of protein is a lot of right, uh, and that's the hardest thing. Protein, so right. supplement. Yeah, that, but the whey protein would be the supplement, yeah. right? So, and it can be casein, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but a good quality one uh, that's easy for you to digest and handle um, would be the only supplements supplement that I would recommend when we first start off. You know, the problem with taking creatine, although it works, there's nothing been more studied than creatine, is that if you're getting them on the scale and you're not yeah, there, you don't want that percentage. They're going to gain weight. Yeah. So you're going to gain water weight. No, you, yeah. you, yeah. Save creatine for when you come off the eight weeks. Good idea. And then we hit the rebound with the creatine. Now you're, Oh, now let's throw some iron around. Right. right. But so, like I, we talked about last time, if Jim, like we talked about last time, if you're already eating red meat, your muscles are full of the creatine. I never got anything out of creatine, right. but thank you know, thank, other people thank, just blow up. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, you'd weigh 350. I'm satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, you have a, an excellent body fat percentage for a guy your, your size. Let me tell you, buddy, you're doing okay. I don't know what, you know, it doesn't sound like you're starving down there either. Yeah, I was showing my wife my abs the other day. They're not looking wow. too bad, actually. Nice. Good, good, buddy. Good, um, good, uh, good. Yeah, I could actually see my abs. <laughs> do you, are you doing any? Are you able to do any cardio? I'm not doing any cardio right now. No, yeah, I'm just. Uh, you should, I'm, you, what's your name? I know I need to do it. It's all flat down there, isn't it? Yeah. So it's you know flat, what we were doing? Like we were walking. When I moved in here, everybody was out walking because everything was closed down. So everybody in the neighborhood was walking and I was doing a lot of that. You know, it's not, you know, you're not raising your heart rate up, but you're getting out and you're walking, you're moving around. So uh, that was nice for a while. Maybe you weren't walking fast enough. That's what I told my wife. Yeah, I need to, I need to walk at like 10 miles an hour. You need to walk alone. But as far as. Put the um, accelerator on the floor. Yeah, boom, 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 but, yeah, you can get it going. But Jim, on supplements, I mean, first of all, I mean, because I think, or they used to be fat burners. I never took any, but I mean, people say that and take them and all that. Yeah. Is that just a, a bunch of uh, malarkey? It works, it works really well. <laughs> it slows your slows down the emptying of your stomach, right? So you're, what, what, uh, what's the, what are we talking about? Fat, fat burners? Burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember ephedrine. <laughs> well, ephedrine's not legal. What do we what what are you mean by fat burners? Well, they have different fat burners out now uh, that are trying to mimic uh, ephedrine. Not I, the ones I've taken are not as effective. They do you are less hungry and you do have that a little more energy as far because your heart rate's higher. Um, does it speed up your metabolism? I think it does, man. You know, you just got to be so careful with them. You have to be really smart. Uh, now, in the old days, the ephedrine, now that was kicking butt, man. I used to go to the Many things. I used to go to the truck stops. And- <laughs> no kidding, man. Many things. 25 milligrams a piece. Yes. Right? They open up your airways. We yeah. would take three of them and drink coffee on top of it. Oh I tell you God. what, you get in the gym and you couldn't even sit down. Yeah, I'd be like, sweating as soon as I started taking them. Flying around. Yeah. That was not good. No, but I think when the people first start off, just 
they don't need it, man. Let's just start off doing some some changes that is you're going to see great results with. You ain't going to hit 250 grams of protein without taking supplements. You right. just ain't going to well, happen. Way protein. Do you have? I mean, just do the math. <clears throat> How much is in a pound of shrimp? I mean, 140 grams. Ask Brad Gillian. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, ask Brad. Right, right. That's right. what I'm saying, Marty. 250 yeah. gram shakes a day and there you got 100 grams right there now you can make it up well that's a big that's a big big shake there buddy because because normally your shakes are going to come well yeah 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 i would come in at the, i do three scoops of perillo that equals 50 50 grams of protein twice a day there's 100 yeah there you go so that way you only have to take in 150 right. grams through food Right. right. And that makes yeah. it so, so much easier. And it's, and it's clean. It's low calorie. It's time it's, saving. It's money saving. It tastes good. You actually look forward to drinking yeah. a, a, a good tasting shake. Yeah. Right. It's almost like a dessert that you're not going to get. Perillo's yeah. got that peach flavored uh, oh, protein that, that I just that's, love. Uh, that's his, that's his 50, 50. That's for after a ton. No, no, that's the, um, that's the high protein. Oh, I well, the, the 50, 50 is also in the same thing, but yeah, I use the, the 50, 50 peach. That's a good thing. We're not sponsored by Perillo, but we should be. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love his stuff. It tastes great. It's high quality, very high quality. Um, but, that, but that's like saying we love, uh, you know, a, a great Italian restaurant. Yeah, you know, Perillo's stuff is just it's gourmet. It's uh, yeah. He, yeah, it's a different it's a different breed. We, we, again, with John's stuff, so many IFBB pros were using his stuff, but endorsing others for money. Yeah, right. which is really the highest compliment. Of course, they sue us if we said anything. Also, many celebrities. Uh, one time, the world's leading golfer, one of the world's leading radio personalities, all used our stuff. But again, it's like don't bring it up. But, but about, his, um, I, I like his 50-50 shake. For, if you have a tough weight workout, one of the best things you can do is right after you're done, particularly if you're losing weight, is replenish. Right. You've got that window of, window of opportunity, which is open at people vary as to how long, let's say 30, <laughs> 30 to 60 minutes. And it makes sense. After, when the window's open, because you've trained so hard, take nutrients in and they're taken into the system at three to five times the normal rate. They're up taken into the muscle. Immediately. Accelerated rate. Yeah. yeah. So, and so what do they need? They need amino acid because the muscles have been traumatized and they need glycogen, they need carb, right? So Perilla put together this very pure protein and this very pure carb, non-insulin spiking carb or very little insulin spiking carb, a slow release carb. So you take that when you're done. And I tell you, you walk to the water fountain, you've got your double, I use a double serving, this orange cream flavor stuff. And you just fill up, you know, with the ice water from the water fountain, yeah. <laughs> you shake it up. And it's so good. You're like ready to pass out. Right. It's just like, oh, my God, let me sit down. This tastes so delicious. But it's also because you're so blasted. Yeah. And you know, right. what's a staple of mine. So I'll kind of do something similar, but uh, a little bit of a different spin. So I'll take two or three scoops of the, the just just the pure whey protein, just the pure whey. So it gets right in your system. And I'll dump that um, in the um, in some oatmeal. Oh, yeah. So I'll make some oatmeal and dump that in. Then I'll put some fruit on top of that. 
yeah, yeah. man, you mix that up. That is so good. You power that down and then you're done for, you know, next couple hours. <laughs> the bodybuilders were, we, the bodybuilders turned me on to what a lot of them were doing is actually grinding the oatmeal up in the shake. Yeah. Yeah. We used to make pancakes like that. Akeem Albrecht, right? You guys remember who, who he is. Yeah. So I picked him. I had to. I had to uh, pick him up one time to do a shoot over at Lou's. We we're doing something for American Muscle. So I hung out with him, and he, he pulls these things out of his cooler. They were uh, pancakes. And I go, you just eating pancakes? He goes, uh, he goes, no, I make them with oatmeal. I put egg whites in there. I put fruit in there, like a banana or whatever. And then he makes them like uh, uh, pancakes. Okay, but wait a minute. He was coming from Germany, and he had him, what, in his suitcase? No, <laughs> no, man. No, he didn't do that. He made them when he, when he came here at the hotel. He went to oh, the store okay. and got all the stuff. Well, there's okay. a famous story about Yates going to the airport, and he, was, he, had them, they called, he called them Yates cakes, where it was yeah. the same thing. It was oatmeal with egg, tons of egg whites and all this, and a little cinnamon. And, and he had to call Nicole Bass. He was at LaGuardia or something. He was like, I can't find my Yates cakes or you can't, you know, it's time to eat. So she yeah. brought him, she made him and brought him to the airport for him. Yeah. Or he was going to, or he was going to faint. Yeah. Or he was yeah. not going to win the Olympia. Well, <laughs> but, he, he would, he would literally fall down from blood, blood <laughs> sugar. No, I mean, he would, but he was that tight, that tune. Uh, let me tell you some, something else equally as horrible. Every time that he would win the Olympia, right? So you win. You win the biggest prize in bodybuilding. Right. He can't have an extra sip of water. He can't have a beer. He can't, because he's got the biggest shoot of the year the next morning. We work, he would work with three to four photographers the next morning for, I don't know, five hours. Wow. Good well, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, you know, um, he was like, just like, shoot me in the head i'm dead you know you know but he, he was always nice to me but he could be sure as grumpy with some of those photographers joe always wanted them to load the weights up right oh you should put eight on each side Durant said nope i'm just putting on one and he, one plate that's all i'm ever going to put on and i'm always going to wear my crummy elbow pads joe yeah. <laughs> joe, <laughs> hate, joe, <laughs> hate, joe hated yeah. those elbow sleeves he hated those things so anyway i don't mean to go off in that team no no it was it was true because when you saw his pictures, they looked real because that you know that's what he wore when he lifted. How horrible to win the biggest thing in your sport and then like God, can I just have a beer? The answer is no, you can't. Hey, one more thing, just real quick. Let's talk about hormones real quick and how you can kind of manip manipulate your your hormone levels, such as um, growth hormone, testosterone with with training and, and diet just real quick on that well the two things protein and compound lifts deadlifts and squats will elevate both of those i, I believe so yeah i mean uh and of, and of course ahead. getting getting you know proper sleep for proper growth hormone release and, and oh, things yeah, like that good point in in boys going through puberty that's the magic combination you know, I could always tell after a tough squat workout or deadlifts. I mean, it is just so anabolic. You would go home and you would just feel more. You could literally feel your testosterone had increased 
from your workout. You had just jacked it up. As soon as my legs stopped shaking. <laughs> you know, Platts used to say he could feel his whole body grow when he was doing those heavy sets. Yeah. I, I like that. Dorian would say that, too. He said that one time. Yes, after I could feel my body grow. So I would always, in my mind, like I'd get under the – the quilt after a tough session and maybe, you know, I've had a big meal or whatever, a big shake and I'm laying there and I'm going, I too can feel my body grow. The, sh <laughs> the shake, the shake is going entirely to my legs. Like Rice Krispies, you can hear your muscles growing. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. We should end on that high note. Well, I mean, that's just the, um, the form of uh, meditation, right? Of course, you know, the hormone Bro. thing, and I know we're going to go, but the hormone thing, you know, that tell you that story about our buddy Phil Wagner was over in, I can't remember, but it was in somewhere in Europe and the cross country team, the national cross country team had just done a max run hard as they could. I think it may have been a competition. They immediately went into the weight room and maxed in the squat, not the max, like, you know, you're training for eight weeks, power lift the max, but what they had that day, they worked up to a heavy single and he said, what are you doing, man? He said, growth hormone and testosterone response. This is the perfect time for it. Yeah. He was amazed by that. Yeah. Starts a recovery process. So you would work up to, I would say, a snappy single? Yeah, like an unex, you know, like I'm a, I'm a tired, a tired person single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh, yeah, God. for what, what you have that day, but a snappy, yeah. yeah. And, you, and it's, okay, it's okay to be diminished. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And, and they had like science for that? Who knows? You know, they're doing stuff over there. Who knows? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, good one. Let's wrap it up. Um, I always, I wanted to mention too, uh, for anybody that's listening, if, if you like our podcast, if uh, you like what you hear, please give us a review. You know, we're on uh, iTunes and Spotify and all this other stuff. So if, if you like the show, let us know, give us a review. We appreciate it. Uh, check out Marty's weekly column. It's always up. We're putting uh, new articles up every single week. Go to ironcompany.com. Go to the articles button at the top. And uh, he's always got good stuff appearing on there on a weekly basis. You can also check out our site. And uh, he's got books on there, too. He's got Purposeful Primitive, Strong Medicine. And um, if you're in need of any equipment right now for your house, your garage, gym, whatever, um, you know, bumper plates, bars, mats, machines, cardio, whatever, go to ironcompany.com. We'll take care of you. And yeah, well, uh, a picture, it was yesterday, your uh, bumper plates came to one of our pilot friends. He was I know so he got happy, him. dude. He was so He's excited. He sent, he was all fired up. He sent yeah. me an email and thanked me. And uh, yeah, thanks for sending him over. We took good care of him and, and a few other guys you've sent over as well. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah. that. Glad to take care of those guys. I always get fired up taking, just taking hope, care of those guys. Hope, you, hope he's still able to fit in the cockpit. <laughs> I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we've got new Jim Steele articles that can be found on iron company as well. And if you want to, Go straight to the source and check his website out. It's BassBarbell.com, and that's with one S, B-A-S, Barbell.com. I, I heard a rumor that you had a notorious pornography writer working for you. <laughs> oh, Chuck. Not me. No, Chuck. Chuck has a, has a novel. Oh, no. You know that. No, I'm saying, is he, like, is he, is he doing work with you? With me or, or J.P.? You. 
James. No, we did a podcast. It's probably been about six weeks since we did. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we did. No, two. I thought you guys were in Barton. No, that's enough. Some sort of a. Yeah, I was just okay. wondering. Just wondering on that. Okay, sorry. About All right. That. All right, guys. Good one. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll man. be much leaner from here forward. I promise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. All right. See you. See you. Bye.